Uh, first, I just want to start out with an apology about the mustache. <laughs> I did it again. As I was praying over the readings, I, uh, what kind of came into my heart is like how much people must have hated Zacchaeus. Like, absolutely just loathed this man. For a lot of reasons. First of all, he was exceedingly wealthy. We know that. And he had grown rich by cheating everyone, including his own countrymen. On top of that, he worked for the Romans, who everyone hated. And he was a Jew. And now that Jesus, you know, comes to town and everybody wants to hang out with him, Jesus picks him. Like the worst guy. And he's not just a tax collector. He's the chief tax collector. He's like the CEO of tax collectors in Jericho. I don't know if you know this, but Jericho is the longest inhabited city in the history of the world. Did you know that? So about five years ago, it celebrated its 10,000th anniversary of having people living in that city. The oldest inhabited living city in the world. So Zacchaeus, being the chief tax collector of Jericho, is basically the richest man in the oldest city in the world. So it's safe to assume he has everything he wants. All the world can offer at the time. You know, not flat screen TVs, but he's probably got a pretty awesome house. Servants. Great food. Wonderful wine cellar. Finest clothes money can buy. But he's even got some really, like, super nice sandals, right? Have some jewels studded into him. And yet this man is still hungry. He's restless. He's looking for more. And so he climbs this tree to see Jesus. Why? Because he thinks that the answer to the more, it might be Jesus. And after meeting him and encountering him, Zacchaeus' whole life changes, you guys. So my question then is, why is it that we, all of us here, for the most part, are not as eager as Zacchaeus was to see and meet Jesus? Why aren't we, like, exploding when we come to Mass to encounter him? Why are young people leaving the church and not flocking to it? I think it's because we've somehow managed to make Jesus boring. And we've managed to make the faith boring. I was listening to a podcast this week and he quoted a famous author. I can't remember the name of the author, but the author said that in the modern era, we have undone the miracle at Cana. Remember the miracle at Cana? Remember he took water and put it into wine? We have actually reversed that. We've turned the wine into water. Meaning What? Well, we've made the gospel boring. And the gospel's not boring. Jesus is not boring. You guys, I don't know if you know this, but there are only two reactions to Jesus in the scriptures. Either people leave everything, I mean everything, and follow him. Or they want to kill him. That does not sound like a boring man. A boring man, most people walk out and be like, eh, and just keep going. 
He inspired something inside of people's hearts that either made them burn with a desire to be with him or just to absolutely hate him, to kill him. That is a controversial man, an exciting man, not a boring man. Think about this. If I was hanging out with you after Mass, some of you would say, Hey, Father, let's go fishing this afternoon. I'm like, all right, I'll go fishing. So let's say we go up to Sakakawea. And we're up there, and I back the truck and trailer, you know, and you have the boat, and you get the boat out in the water, and I pull up the truck and trailer, and I go and park it, and I come walking down, and I'm on the dock, and you, like, see me, and you're like, I'll come get you, and I'm like, don't worry about it. And I just step out and walk on the water to your boat. You would tell somebody about that. Like, when you got home and your wife was like, hey, how was uh, fishing with father? It's okay. I mean, he walked on water for a while, but other than that, it wasn't a big deal. I mean, like, that's huge. Or if I have to go to the hospital a lot. I go to the hospital, maybe one of your loved ones got in a major car accident. They were paralyzed from the waist down. And I'm in there, and I'm, I, give, I pray with the family, and I give the blessing. And as I'm going to leave, I ask the, the man who is interested, anything else I can do for you? And he said, actually, seeing as I you're here, I would really like to walk again. And I put my hands on his legs and I say, get up, walk. And he gets out of bed and walks around the hospital. People would freak out about that. It would go at least citywide, if not nationally. Or here's the best one. Out of the many funerals that we have here at St. Joe's, when I go back to pray before they close the casket, if I just put my hand on the head of the person and said, arise. And they sat up. And we went to breakfast at Ohm's. <laughs> People would freak out about that, you guys. Jesus did things like this all the time. Could you just imagine being Peter, Paul, James, John, Matthew, any of them? They had to sit together and be like, what is he going to do tomorrow? Like, you saw what he did today. What is he going to do tomorrow? This is not a boring man. Is that clear? He is like the most exciting person to ever live. Literally the most exciting person to ever live. And I'm pretty sure this is why Zacchaeus wanted to meet him. And not just because he does miracles. I think Zacchaeus wanted to meet him because he knew that Jesus loved everyone he met. And he accepted everyone he met, no matter what they had done, so long as they were willing to change. I bet I can guess what you're thinking right now. Yeah, Father, walking on water, raising the dead, hospital. That happened 2,000 years ago. It doesn't happen anymore, right? Wrong. It does happen. Miracles happen all the time. Jesus is alive. He still breaks into people's lives in miraculous ways. But there's something we need to do for that miraculous breakthrough to happen. And Zacchaeus teaches us what we have to do. First, we have to seek him with all of our hearts. We have to be eager to meet him, more eager to meet him than anything else. This is why I think so many people miss him. Because they're more eager about the iPhone that's coming out. They're more eager about getting their kids to football practice. 
We're not eager about encountering the Lord. We have the, the world is coming at us with a myriad of distractions to keep our eyes off of that. The reason most people don't experience the miraculous breakthrough is because they have a hundred things before Jesus. And they come here out of habit. How many of you, when you came here, look at your wife or look at your husband and be like, oh man, I can't wait to meet Jesus today. Yes! We're going to encounter him. Raise your hands if that happened. Exactly. But that's not the only reason we don't encounter him. We have too many things to attend to. The other reason we don't encounter him is because we're afraid to encounter him because once we do, we know he's going to ask us to change. And some of us are going to have to change drastically. Because when the Lord invades and breaks through miraculously into your life, everything changes. Notice what happened to Zacchaeus. When he really encountered the Lord, everybody's making fun. They're like, how could you go to the house of a sinner? And Zacchaeus says, stood his ground and he said, I declare that I will return fourfold everything that I cheated people out of and I will give away half of my possessions. What's he saying? I'm going to give away everything. Why? Because when you encounter Jesus, your life goes from being filled up to being poured out. And until you understand that the life that is poured out is the life of the Christian, you don't understand this faith. That is poured out. And we are, we are Christians. That means we're little Christ. We model that by living a life that is poured out. Not filled up. The life of the world is a world that is fi- or a life that is filled up. And the best part, you guys, is how the story ends. It says Jesus says, "Today salvation has come to this house." Salvation is a Greek word that means healing. So what's he saying? Something was healed in Zacchaeus. That hole, that infinite desire, that infinite longing, that was healed. Was fulfilled. So are you sad, anxious, stuck in life? Are you hurting? Are you suffering? Are you sick of living the same way as you've always lived or living the same way as everybody else does? Are you tired? Are you exhausted? Maybe it's time to try something different. Maybe it's time to be eager to meet something other than what the world has to offer. Me. You seek Him with all your heart. You let Him into your life. You let Him take over. And you make the changes that He asks. Then you will find healing. Real healing. That only He can give. The salvation that we all desire is right before us. Will we put Him first? And will we change?